Hello. Did I tell you about the book that I'm rereading? You'd love it. <laughs> Lolo Brow, have you heard of a book called Conversations of God? I would want to buy it for you for your birthday. <laughs> okay, what is it? What is this book? I haven't heard of it, no. <laughs> so years and years and years ago, when I worked in the shop that introduced me to witchcraft, the witch who ran it got bought out by this weird hippie new age couple who were crazy. And I still worked there. So they added books to the bookshelf which included a lot of new age christian literature and all i had to do was read the books on the shelf all day and and serve the three customers that came in brilliant job so i picked up the nuttiest one in my opinion on the shelf which was called conversations of god i started reading this book and um you'll have to listen to the full story judge me at the end of the story (laughs) and actually it's not really anything to do with Christianity. It's this guy who one day is going through a really shit time in his life. Um, so writes a letter to God and then God writes back, which is essentially him just working through shit. And he writes three books on how you should approach life, how society should function, how the planet should function based on his like divine inspiration. Some of it's obviously fucking nonsense, but it made a real impact on me when I was younger because it, very much has the idea of like you you have more control over your life than you think you do so read it when I was 18 loved it read it once took the things I wanted out of it and then years and years and years later like two years ago I was sitting with a friend and she's like babe I've just read this book that's just it's just changed my life I was like oh what's that she's like it's called Conversations of God. And I'm like, shut your mouth. <laughs> anyway, so the other day, because I was bored, I reordered them all and I've started reading the first one and I feel like you should read it too and we can talk about it. It's got, I think it's got some very cool things in it, but it will probably definitely stray into that territory, which we hate, which is anything you want, you can just ask for it. <laughs> okay, I do, I think it's, it's I'm, I'm in so like two minds about that mentality because you can make what, of your life what you can and and some of it is just sheer belief and both of us know that some success comes from just like sure let's do it that's what i want to do and then you just do it you figure it out um but it doesn't take into account we've talked about this like class race sex gender these things it's just like no if you're an average to below average white man and you ask for things you tend to get them i think this management job is the first time i've experienced what it's like to be a white man you just got a management job without even asking they're just like you'll be manager and i was like i will thank you i've got no experience thank in this you. field I'll i can't go. wait Bain to do nothing can't wait. <laughs> so yeah i appreciate it but it do- yeah it does make me nervous but maybe we should have more of that mentality maybe we should go back into shows and work with that mentality well i think it's important but you have to draw a line and it's where to draw the line so Mm. i'm not like rushing to read this book but one of the reasons i do want to reread it again is to see where that line is because it did teach me some lessons that i think have really benefited me in life Mm. but as we've discussed many times you can go too far in saying um how much people can change about their lives like I do think your mentality shapes the world that you live in that's a fact but we've talked before about kind of like the nonsense of um 
things like the secret you know you're you're not counting things like privilege when you say like anything you want you just have it because that's not true um the one of the things that i found interesting in the reread is that he puts forward this theory, which I don't think he's invented, um, and I've only gotten to about halfway through this chapter, which is uh, people are like, prayer, prayer doesn't work because, um, you know, so many times I've asked for things and nothing's happened. I haven't received what I've wanted. Have you heard about sponsoring thoughts? I think it's called. It's like, you've got to be careful how you phrase things because I can say, oh, please, Jesus, bring me a, a car. I need a car. I want a car. And although I'm saying I want a car, the sponsoring thought or the underlying thought is that I don't have one. Um, and so often when we do positive thinking, we accidentally reinforce the negative. Whereas what you should hold is the belief that you have everything that you need, which I guess is what gratitude theory is. It's why people mm. are always just like, focus on what you have, be grateful for what you have. And he's like, that's the mentality with which you should try and improve your circumstance or improve your surroundings or bring things into your life is not to focus on the fact that they're not there, but to focus on what you have already. Oh, lovely. I thought that was very interesting. Very interesting. So how would you ask for a car? Just out of curiosity, I'm genuinely curious. Okay, I chose... A- <laughs> no, I'm asking for a friend. Okay, let's not be too literal with the example I gave. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, in terms of... I'm curious of how it works. Like, I... I- I go through phases of practicing gratefulness. It's a really, it's a thing that I have to do for my mental health. It's something that keeps me level. It's really great in times of struggle. <laughs> Mother Mary comes to me. <laughs> I'm so glad I got it out. Um, but I'm wondering how how to change that into more of an active force because at the moment it's it's more of a meditative not a meditative more like a calming down strategy more of a mm. way of like focusing on the present and being level. But I would like to see how I could embrace it to forward my life. That would be really interesting because it's something that I would be I would like to hear about. And I was just wondering if you knew. I was like, so how would one be grateful for wanting a car? <laughs> Well, um, I'll keep reading. <laughs> I'll you know. Yeah, just give me the top notes. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll um, next week. I'll give you a summary. <laughs> I could be my gentle homework, but I suspect it's going to be something along the lines of pinpointing the what you need to get a car, if that's your example, our example, and then focusing on the things that already exist within you that would get you to that goal, which I assume is things like the ability to make money quickly, think quickly, having loads of skills to use. Mm. So it's all like the car is already in your means. It comes back to that thing we've discussed a while ago. If you want to have money, act like you have money. I mean, no one quote me on that, please, because I don't be responsible for people getting into massive amounts of credit card debt. Don't spend loads of money, but be proactive and, yeah. Like, act like you have it. And actually, changing my mentality on money in that way has helped me without, therefore, going and spending frivolously, because obviously you can't magic money out of thin air. But I guess it's that idea of focusing on abundance versus focusing on something being missing. Mm. I'll finish the chapter. Give <laughs> you the bridge notes next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just like it. Yeah, um, and it's something that we should all be really thinking about and considering with the world opening up and like with all these kind of like crappy gigs that people are offering me with like not much money or just not consistency. The main thing is like the lack of consistency that people are offering me next to not that great fees, which is a bit like 
bit disheartening. It's just like, what can I do to go back into work where I'm not working six nights a week alongside teaching, alongside running three shows? I like I, as much as I love that thrill, I no longer want to be exhausted in that way. So mm. how how do how do I go in making millions with no effort at all? Tune in next week to find out, people. Yeah, so we'll have the secret next week. As I paraphrase what God says about that. <laughs> uh, it's got Easter coming up. Very timely, yeah. indeed. Have you um, prayed for forgiveness recently? No. You're going to hell. I mean, once you've accepted that, everything else is a waste of time. Yeah, I feel that. Why totally bother fair. paying lip service? I've <laughs> literally put our burlesque show on Good Friday. That's how... That's how down with the Catholics I am. Yeah. Yay! We've got like three weekends together now. No, two weekends. It'll be three weekends in total. It's almost like old times. I know. One virtual weekend. Yes. Anyway, you have to get up at 3.30am, so I suppose we should discuss today's topic. (laughs) What did we decide today was? Self-care! Slash zombie apocalypse. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Every time that we get a little bit susmishy, we'll start planning the apocalypse. That's how we'll balance out today. Yeah. Mm. So, Tempest. Yes, Lolo. If you had a box, mm. and inside that box was three items, <laughs> and those three items were self-care, what items would they be? Um, My favourite book. Okay, what's your favourite book? My favourite book is a book called Name Dropper that I first read when I was 15 and is about a 15 year old girl and it was written by a 15 year old girl and I reread that recently it's really really funny two things amuse me about it other than the content which is hilarious is that when I read it at the same age as the writer and the main character it seemed completely normal to me and when I read it as an adult it's very obvious she's having a nervous breakdown which I think says a lot about the mentality of being a teenager (laughs) like this is fine and I'm like this is really worrying (laughs) and then the thing that really weirded me out is I tried to buy another copy because I was worried that if I lost it because it's quite old I wouldn't be able to find it again and I started reading the new copy that arrived and at some point she must have done a rewrite for a different market and it's ever so slightly different and it really freaked me the fuck out. It's the same book but for example that she and her best friend are 15 and their best friend is like a 27 year old rock star and in the other version I have um, one, who one of them has a relationship with they're like two years older and he's like one year younger and then they change the dynamic slightly but but it actually makes it less natural. It's just they've tweaked lots of really weird things to it, and that just really weirded me out. That is really weird. But name dropper. Yeah, it's called Name Dropper by Emma Forrest. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's about a teenage girl growing up in London in the nineties, and it's packed full of like pop culture and weird B movies and just bizarre. Um, she runs away to Vegas with a rock star, and it's just really funny. She's really really funny. So I think I have to have that. I'd have something that smelt nice, like lavender or something. Aww. In fact, let's do two at one. I'll have a lavender candle. And I should say my dog, but sh- I'm not going to. Objects. <laughs> She's really hard work. <laughs> it's, not, it's not living things as objects. No worries. Oh, you can't okay. keep a dog in a box. Can't you? <laughs> <laughs> and a big giant cardigan. 
that's a really good one. That is very, very good. Uh, is it the big white one you were wearing? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have cardigan. my big giant white Zara cardigan. It's a very good cardigan. It looks fantastic. Have? I'm actually not too far from you. I would have a lavender oil. Nice. I like lavender oil. Prefer it to a candle. Mm. I know I'm jealous now. I should have said lavender oil. Mm, yes. Matches. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would like a candle in there, but then I just got all I've got a smell and light. And then the last one's like music. It's, you can't really put that in a box, but I'm going to. Like Etta James nice. or something. Yeah, I think that that's that's a good place to be. Have We've done self-care before, haven't we, on this show? Not as a whole topic. We've done mental health. Two times. <laughs> it's an important topic. Hey, everybody. As you know, <laughs> we took a little break last week. Mm, we did. We did. It's fine. <laughs> we're okay. Don't panic. Uh, it, the world had gotten a lot. Things were very stressful and we were really feeling um, it in our personal lives. And so we decided to give ourselves a rest. Yes. And we've come back with the topic that we were going to do last week, which was self-care in the apocalypse. So that is what has inspired today. Yeah. That's Tempest Rose. I'm Lolo Brow. And we're both burlesque superstars of has been. 2022 <laughs> shut up i'm predicting our future good i'm grateful i have a burlesque career i am grateful i have a burlesque <laughs> career so you'll come back <laughs> i really like that you're sitting in pitch black now i, just I know i just realized <laughs> just hang on so when we go back to shows does that mean that we're technically doing a comeback tour are we in sync Sorry, take that. One of the boy bands. Let's be five. I like them. <gasps> hey, what song did they do? Um, five. What you waiting for? If you want a free, free, three, two, 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 one, two, one. Let's do it. Can you? If you want to get up, is that the one? Everybody get up, sing it. One, two, three, four, five. I'll make you get down now. That one? I think that's it. There's something about boy bands in that era that had to put the, their name of the band in at least one song. I love boy bands in that era. Not at the time, obviously. I was way too cool for that. I was listening to a chill out throwback playlist on Spotify and it was packed full of all of those old songs. What's the one that I thought was brilliant? And my love is all I have to give. Without you, I don't think I could live. It's great. you got to start him young on a mentality that if you dump a boy, he might kill himself and it will all be your fault. <laughs> Oh one second gonna turn the light on i think i need to be safe <laughs> do you want to get that lavender candle out <laughs> oh you know boy bands i have come to the ripe age of 30 realizing that i was born to be in a boy band oh you would have been good in a boy band yeah i'm sad we don't live in a universe where that happened maybe that's what will happen in my future maybe if i'm grateful for being in a boy band you should thank the universe every day that you're in a boy band and then you'll just wake up and be in a boy band one day just wake up just be like "Mm, the commodores (laughs) is that who you'd want to be no i'm more boys to men (laughs) oh boys to men is just gorgeous sometimes sometimes that's self-care sometimes just sitting down and listening to non-stop boys to men is self-care you know i saw boys to men at the hammersmith apollo (laughs) Why? Um, Dolores Deluxe bought tickets. So me, 
Sarah Lou and her just went one Sunday night. How was it? Kissed and watched Boys to Men. It was entertaining. Yeah, entertaining. People of that era, I believe they're quite showmany. Like Dolly Parton and Lionel Richie are the other people that I've seen of that era. And very good. Very good on stage. Yes, it's that old school. <laughs> God, this is not a great time for me. My brain cannot work. You wouldn't have thought I'd been up for a whole day, written some functional emails, done some shears. It's okay. Show show people. They're good show people. Yeah. <laughs> they know how to put on a show. That's it. Charisma. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> they come from the era of all-round entertainers. There you go. Yeah, they come from an era where you had to do something else. Like my favorite moment watching Dolly Parton was when she just kind of wandered off for a second and came back with a miniature rhinestone saxophone, <laughs> and I cried. <laughs> I cried like a little baby. Yes, and then Lionel Richie came on and I called my mum. Were you watching? That wasn't the same year. But okay. I was, I was every year at Glastonbury. They always have like an old-school rock star. And I don't watch anyone new. I just watch everyone from the eras of like 60s through to the 80s. Would you say that listening to retro music is part of your self-care routine, Lolo Graf? Well, listening to auto-tune current music definitely is not. For fuck's sake, (laughs) why is it so awful and stressful? I don't understand. And then there's, I, I work with young people and they keep saying names of artists and now I just think they're making some of them up. <laughs> wow, you've aged another podcast here. <laughs> I turned 30. <laughs> yeah, we definitely got to that period where I'm like, they just don't make music like they used to. <laughs> I know they don't make music for like they used to because the simple thing is it's really hard to edit any track that's made before 2010, maybe even 2000. Why? Because it's all recorded like in one shot, really. Like so, things like swishle and lean and move into each other. Mm. But a lot of the music you hear now, you could just be like, "That's the same chorus there. That's the same chorus there." It's really easy to chop and change, and it's. It's almost like there's no musicians in it. Yeah, well, I was going to say, is that because it's now normal for everything to be done on a computer? And a computer, of course, will do things like keep perfect time in a way that a whole load of musicians Mm. playing live will always have imperfections in there, no matter how good they are. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. So what do you mean is one of my... The one that I edited for you for the show, that short version, is one of my proudest edits of my life. There's some of them that you you, you can't tell that I've edited it. It's No, it's amazing. I remember editing it and being like, I am a genius. No, music is shit. <laughs> and like Rihanna S&M is another one of those where I've got an edit where it just doesn't sound like I've edited it at all. And I think I, I like to think it's because I'm good, but we know it's not. Um, but That's the kind of gratitude you need. <laughs> that car <laughs> <laughs> but editing like bonnie tyler is just like impossible stevie nicks impossible like you can't you can't edit these people every sentence is too unique mm. yeah so annoying For well i'm sake. glad we killed music to make our lives easier though that's helpful that's probably why i only use contemporary music now for mixing <laughs> don't like them i definitely don't like hangover <laughs> who is that Oh, uh, Teo Cruz. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's one of the young ones. Ah, oh, that's not even new anymore. Now we are showing our age. They're like old people music to young people. What? Hmm. Old. No. Yeah. Yep. 
Do you know what isn't self-care, this conversation? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, moving on from music. (laughs) Smells, they're all old. Brilliant, cool pie. (laughs) Are you a reader? Do you like reading, rereading books? I reread books when I'm stressed. Oh. In a way that I guess people re-watch movies. There's something comforting about something you've already seen. Yeah, no, I definitely re-watch movies when I'm I'm struggling. Like, re-watching movies is a comfort. It's like, I know this film. I also like to re-watch horror in particular. Because really? there's some, yeah, because there's something about knowing where the scary bits are and then being like, I knew that was coming. Which is like some weird power play <laughs> with the screen. I don't know. So what kind of books do you reread? Um, I reread Name Dropper. I reread... I mean, whatever. Like, I keep books, as you can see on the back here. So I'll keep books that I read and think I'll read again. Mm. And that can be anything. I like quite a vast array. But I find books better when I'm stressed because if I watch a film or a TV show, and I've got some TV shows like Friends, Modern Family, like those will be my put on in the background. I really enjoy But if I want to nap, I'm not really going to miss anything. And they go on Mm. for like a lifetime. So I'm not going to run out. Frasier, that's another one. But my mind can wonder when I'm watching things. So Mm. um, I like reading anyway. uh, But if I read, I cannot read and think about something else. So that can be a good form of self-care if I'm really stressed about something yeah I think weirdly films for me is like very much a last resort for self-care like that's at the point where I can't really cope and it's a bit of a problem because I will then go into a place where I'm binging because I can't do anything else apart from have this thing talking at me yeah and I've made mistakes because binging is good because it makes you feel like you've completed something so you get a small dopamine hit but I've made mistakes where I've decided I will binge The Handmaid's Tale and things like that (laughs) I misfired I misfired I never regret anything more my therapist was like cool we need to turn off Amazon Prime and Netflix for a week you just need to not go on TV but I was like I haven't finished the season (laughs) like yes but you are not well so yeah so I try not to rely on screens and I would like to get into books but this this year I have not been able to enjoy a good book I just can't focus on it I hear this is a really common problem for a lot of people Oh, it is. It's taken me till about three months ago to be able to read anything. I've read three books this year and two and a half of them have been in the last three months. Mm. <laughs> I just could not focus. And then the stuff I've read has been really light. So read some historical murder mysteries. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah, that's super light. Yeah. Death. Uh, stuff about serial killers. That's always good. Mm. I, like, I like reading stuff like that violence (laughs) yeah it's weirdly cathartic i watch and listen to a lot of violence when i'm feeling really down i don't know why that's really interesting i think it validates my anxiety (laughs) Hmm. but i don't think that's always the case yeah my ultimate self-care and it's something that i got really really good at and i'm something that i'm really realizing last night that i've really laxed in um over the last few months and that's probably one reason not one of the reasons why my health has deteriorated but one of the things that i'm like you need to bring that back. It's drawing. Oh, okay. I love drawing. Um, and it's the best way for me to uh, deal with my nightmares. Um, it's, it's common knowledge, and I speak about it openly, that I have nightmares on a regular basis pretty much every night. And drawing them is the best thing in the world. It's very cathartic. It moves through. It's like journaling, but with pictures. <gasps> it's amazing. Yeah, and I was reading through some of my, my dream diaries <laughs> 
nightmare diaries, I can't call them dream diaries, are pits of horror and genius and one day I'll turn them into a film and make millions! I'm grateful for my nightmares. Yay! Grateful for your nightmares! (laughs) (laughs) They'll get you that new car. Yes! I actually don't really want a car, but it's fine. We've asked for it now, so... If I get a car and I'll be like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's work, it's too good, it's too good. (laughs) So yeah, so I'm I'm gonna make an effort after this to sit down and draw... Because last summer, you know, I went through that phase last summer where I was just like, I was really happy and I'm in like a really good place. And I just was walking around like the world was fine. Go try and do that. That sounds nice. (laughs) Drawing and plants. I don't get the plant thing. And it's been such a big thing for people. Explain it to me. Okay, we've got Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Derek. Patricia. Hi, Patricia. This one doesn't have a name because every time I pick it up, it tries to kill me. <laughs> you can't not name one. You're not worried it's going to feel left out. No, I've only named like three of them. I gave up okay. a long time ago naming them. And there's only one that I really care about the name with. And it's because my Instagram following I've named them for me. And it's my um, my carnivorous plant, which is called Planthony Hopkins. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that competition. Yes, and get some justice. Yeah, it was great. Um, so I've, um, plants make me happy. Um, it's because it's like, it's the same way like Naya makes you happy, I imagine. It's like there's something to care for. There's something that needs you. How does Vlad feel about that? Vlad doesn't care about <laughs> anyone. Fair enough. <laughs> Vlad is, there's something so stressful about a cat who decides to jump on your lap while you're trying to empty your moon cup pours the moon cup all over the floor and all over them and then you've got a blood-stained pussy and it's not happy and it's so stressful and i'm like why that's so on brand it's awful it's not the first time he's done it as well no do you ever have to finish all the food on your plate because you think that the little bit of food that's left that doesn't get eaten will feel sad and left out well i will feel that or vladimir will feel that no, the bit of food will feel that. I'm just wondering to what extent you yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah. give personalities to inanimate objects. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, good. Do you have that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure how weird it was. No, no, no. My mum, um, when I grew up, she wouldn't put posts in the post box at night because she didn't want them to get cold. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't that just warm your little cotton? Yeah. <laughs> and now I don't put posts in the post box at night. I can't do it. Can't do it. Oh my god, none of us are ever going to be able to put post in the post box in night now. No, you're just going you to get, that. It's going to get a little chilly in its envelope. I don't know. But if I suppose if it's in like um one of those Aww. ones with like um bubble wrap on the inside, then it's all it might be all right. It's got a little gilet on inside. Yeah. It's got a little puffer. Oh god. What okay. is happening? <laughs> I can't connect with plants, but envelopes and letterbox. Oh my god. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> Plants can look after themselves, but envelopes and peas really need people to worry about them. Peas. Pea, little pea. You can't little leave peas. one pea. You can't leave, no, 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 you can't leave one pea. You could leave like 10. That's fine. Because then that's just like. They're a gang. A mass grave. But, um. <laughs> I'm not sure naming everything around you is a form of self-care. I think that makes me feel overly responsible. <laughs> no, I, I, I got really stressed about naming them because then i'd feel really guilty about forgetting their names the only ones i remember are those two and planthony uh, i did have aloe vera which is called vera but then i stopped calling them vera because everyone calls it aloe vera vera and i was like i don't i don't want to be everyone so now they're nameless 
I don't know if that's mean. Is that worse? Oh, God, that's awful. I don't know. I feel sorry for the plants you haven't named. Do you not worry that they might hate you? Well, I have so many babies. That's the thing. Like, I, and I also don't want to name them the same way Victorian people didn't want to name their children <laughs> in case they die. In case they die of cholera. <laughs> in case my cat accidentally eats them. Maybe you could have a naming day celebration when they survive like three years. Yeah, I think three years, but then by then, like, fuck knows. I did start a small nursery of conkers and chestnuts and acorns. <laughs> and it killed them all because I didn't know how to look after them. It's all right. It, they didn't They didn't even sprout. So technically it was no different from them just being on the ground. But, so I'll try again this year. But I just like finished the earth around and like some of them were just really moldy. And I was like, how did I manage that? I'm really good at plant care, so I don't know what I did, but you live and learn, eh? Just a little bit of murder on the way. (laughs) Uh, I think I thought this was a bigger topic than it was. No, okay. So other self-care. What other self-care is there? Weirdly, okay, so this is is something that I can go into, like in terms of me not feeling great at the moment, in terms of all the stuff. Don't need to go into it too much. But I was working through my therapist and I'm going through the process of going to a psychiatrist to get more discussions around it, which is super fun. I recommend it for everyone. Ooh. But we were going through like different things of like what would help and the things that people recommend that help to help you and the things you should recommend to a loved one when they're going through a hard time. And Tom was talking to me and they were listing out the things that Tom was supposed to suggest to me and to encourage me to do when I was feeling low. And they were like, get them to do physical exercise or expression and creative movement. It's like, okay, cool. I used to do a lot of that. And then it's like, encourage them to go socialize and see their friends. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Encourage them to go out to work. And it was just like, I realized that my job was so much of my self-care, like all of it. Mm, that explains a lot. It, it does explain so much. Like, oh, that was my physical exercise. Oh, it was my social life. Because I'd go to like... No matter how shit I was feeling, in like my worst pits of hell, like this, what's happening at the moment isn't new. This has been going on for years and years and years. But on a Friday night, I would end up in a room in Soho after having a creative time painting my face, seeing friends that I adored and trust and felt safe with, and then going and dancing out every bit of adrenaline, stress and anger I had on stage. And then I'd be backstage with more people and then I'd go home and sleep it off. And... Mm. We are so fucking fortunate to have that. It's so great. Hmm. Unpredictable, but great. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, my job is self-care. I can't wait to have it back. So that's going to be great. That, and of course, really leads into just what we've said many times about just not being able to do any of that in the same way for a whole year isn't just like not being able to go to work it's not being able to like live in your identity and then if that's then connected to our self-care rituals as well that's such Mm. a big blow to take yeah I can tell you just like walking through the door on filming with you guys on Saturday I went from not being able to cope to feeling actual happiness and Mm. it was so good and i was like oh right cool so i need to go back to work like now so everyone needs to like get their shit together stay the fuck at home do you need a test no sit down that's what's gonna happen now (laughs) so yeah yeah, it's interesting also really really confirmed that i don't want to do the whole nine to five to support my income i think it will kill me yeah i think it will yeah i think that having a revelation like that can be really vital when you do what we do I had that when I was 18 and I went through a really awful period of my life. 
I had I decided that I it was too hard to be a performer so I was going to be a fashion journalist and go to university and then mm-hmm. I went to university and I fucking hated it and I left because I fell in love with a guy who turned out to just be like he was quite emotionally abusive and toxic I don't like blame him for that although I shouldn't have been with him um because he was so fucked up that I was thinking about it the other day. All we have time to do is time to think about our lives and the choices that we've made. So I was all thinking about that relationship and it was awful. But I was like, you know, I, he had grown up in really awful circumstances, not giving him a free pass at all, but just just waffling on about my life. And it coincided with leaving university and not knowing what I want to do with my life and being in this awful relationship. And I'd moved in with him to a house in the middle of nowhere where I didn't know anybody. And I'd just gotten pregnant and had my termination. And I'd just gone on the pill. So this set of circumstances just was awful and I I wasn't able to see all of those factors until a couple of years later and the impact they had on me and the real turning point in coming out of that was the process of realizing that like no I I did want to try and go to drama school and I I did want to be at the time I thought an actor but really a performer is what I am um so very lucky that I found burlesque and when I started, you know, ended that relationship, I moved back in with my parents so I could save money to move to London to move in with my friends. And having gone through all of that and having stopped performing completely really made me realise like I can never not do this thing. I don't know how it's going to be in my life. I don't know which way it's going to manifest, but I never ever since then have I ever questioned my commitment to being a performer because I know that if I don't that's my soul. I'll be out of kilter. I'll be depressed. I'll be it's not the life that I can live to be happy. Yeah. And it sounds like an incredibly hard time and but like I'm glad that you found that certainty and I'm finding it now it's a clarity I haven't had with my line of work and I know that it's in my blood in my soul but like to have this like oh actually no there's there's nothing else there's stuff alongside it but this is the anchor of all of it Hmm. do you have you had any moments like that since have you had any doubts or like and then revelations or has it just been straightforward since then no it's been straightforward since then in that I'm not saying like life has been straightforward since then at all and particularly which we haven't delved into loads and we should but we've touched on it like when you do something like burlesque which has things it's an art form that intersects with I think stuff that just can be problematic or judgments that people make like I've had moments where I question whether burlesque was the right decision whether the type of burlesque I do is right and whether I'm making right choices but I have never ever questioned whether I should have dedicated my life to performing or whether I should have pursued another career and I think that I'm not happy obviously that you're going through a tough time but I'm it's really nice that you've had that revelation because I I think that that further on down the line will help you in lots of other ways because I think as performers we do tend to have like you know should I have chosen a life whereby I could see my friends in normal hours or I might have been able to kind of lead a life with more stability or might have been able to like do things that my friends are doing who aren't a performer. Mm. And a lot of that anxiety gets alleviated when you understand that actually, no, the things that they might have might seem lovely, but it would never make me happy. And I know that for a fact. Yeah. Everything you said is range completely true. What she said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm very much as, yeah. So before this went down, when we were at that busy period, just before this went down, it was just like, and I had this weird thing that I'd go through phases where I couldn't leave the house. Like putting on drag was just too painful. I 
couldn't bear it. I was in tears. It was like a really weird time. Um, it was in December of 2019. And that's when I started really worrying that maybe I hated my job. But I've started having it again with this tough time that I was scared of going outside and feeling that kind of like stress around it. And then I was like, oh no, it wasn't my work. It was it was just general. So it's like I actually had a release at the end of it. So just just now, I just wanna get on stage. I wanna just like grind my ass on stage. I wanna drop into the splits. I wanna give someone the fucking evils and then lip sync with my fanny lips whilst drinking a tequila <laughs> through someone else's eyeball. I don't care. Hey, <sighs> I'd like to drop into the floor of a split. <laughs> Fortunately, that's not going to happen for me. Why not? <laughs> oh, I can't do the splits. <laughs> oh, but you used to be able to, didn't you? No. Oh, I don't know where I got that from. I don't know either. Yeah, I, I could just... do the splits. I do them all the time. Uh... Walking down the road, standing at the bus stop. <laughs> I don't get buses anymore. Um, <laughs> I was going to say standing in line at the checkout at the supermarket, but I don't do that either. You get your food ordered in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Self-care is getting your food ordered in. So Fuck yeah. I've got my food delivery coming tonight after this. Yay! Because working a 60-hour week does not allow for food shopping at all. I think self-care is working out what things you can splash out on to make your daily existence more pleasant. Mm. And I think people feel guilty about doing things like having a cleaner or getting an Uber if you're just tired or... Um, ordering your food in but actually I think some of that's important because we live in a world now where we're expected to do everything but before I mean the world we live in was designed for men who had wives (laughs) and we don't have 1950s housewives so yeah we live in a society now where it's like go 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 all the time even in a pandemic and it's just like and one thing I realized is like how did we keep on top of everything like the small things I like going grocery shopping because I like picking up my vegetables. That's the only thing I do miss and I will go back to that. But it's, it's a lifesaver to have it dropped off. And I don't think there's any shame in having a cleaner. I think it's a totally fair thing. I think there's a lot of gendered stigma about households that have women that have cleaners. Like, But if you hire a cleaner, pay them well and you are paying someone in employment, you can be good about it. And it's the same with like taxis and stuff like that. Mm. <sighs> and a cleaning thing really annoys me that always comes up on twitter and there's always a big thing yeah it's a totally gendered row because essentially it's like mm, this cleaning it's just upper class women passing on their grunt work to lower class women i'm like i've never ever read any news article or tweet or fucking clickbaity daily mail crappy bollocks about the problem with men who have cleaners like say it's always like the disgrace that a woman might not clean her own house but like you say like as long as you're paying your cleaners properly and treating them. them respectfully um you are giving someone work yeah and there's no shame in that just because you have a vagina doesn't mean that you're duty bound to clean your own fucking dust yeah no no really fucks me off plus there are male cleaners <laughs> Yeah, our cleaners at work are all male. It's a, oh. <laughs> anyway, so yes, I believe in that self-care is spending money in areas that make you feel happy and make you feel safe. And this isn't me saying like, you need to, if you want to have a takeaway every night, you should have a takeaway every night. And I'm like talking like, what are the ways that you can have the food that you will make you happy within your like parameters mm. and be smart. I'm trying to think what else there is. 
I think for me it comes down to expending energy like where there are only so many hours in the day and one of my friends has this theory that like time will become the most precious the commodity like you cannot you cannot get more time time is a finite resource and like you say we live in a world where we're expected to do so much all the time um, and it's not humanly possible like your time is your energy it's your peace of mind it's your self-care it's your ability to to give to things that you believe in or you're passionate about or to care for yourself and care for your people around you time is vital it's more than just obviously numbers on a clock and she's like you know it's the most precious thing you have and once you realize that you were then deciding where you spend your time and it's things like the self-care of okay let's say I can afford to pay somebody to clean my house firstly I can give somebody work secondly I can come home and be in a beautiful environment that makes me feel better and thirdly I've gained like four hours a week you know Mm. time is important and I think that also plays into like okay time when we were talking about time and money and like choosing what gigs to do and stuff it's like okay well I can spend two hours rushing around to do this gig that's going to pay me x amount of money but actually I could spend that time by putting some pictures up on my subscription site or you know pushing to teach a one-to-one or creating a workshop and I can earn more money or the equivalent money doing something that's a more valuable use of my time and all of those I think like assessing your time and how you use it is a self-care practice Mm, definitely and I really that's something that I do accidentally mismanage all the time because it can be really sneaky where something takes in and you're just like oh this isn't actually worth my time at all um, but yeah, no, I completely agree. What she said, just going to be just shouting what she said all this time. Time, time. Have you seen a film in time? On a lighter note, with Justin Trousersnake. Oh, and Amanda yes, I have. Doesn't his... She's like... Yes, I've forgotten that bit. Yeah. That's really good. Or did I just spoil the film for anyone who's watching it? <laughs> it's really good. You have to watch it. There's some great fashion. In. And you look a bit like Amanda Seyfried. I assume people tell you that all the time. Who's Amanda Seyfried? The woman in it, the main character. I don't look like her. I said a little bit like her. With the eyes. The eyes? She has some? <laughs> you stole her eyeballs. No? Siegfried. I'm just having a look. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Well, her resting face is like in pain and shocked. <laughs> yeah, she's always got the slight look of hurt. <laughs> yeah. I look slightly offended at all times. <laughs> Okay, cool. No, I get that. I also, I get, the main one I get is Lady Gaga. Who do you get? Really? All the time. It's like the biggest thing I get commented on. I don't necessarily see it. How funny. I wouldn't think it, but now you've mentioned it. I think that's the eyes again. Eyes and nose. Mm. I used to get Claire mm. Fulani. Was that her name? I don't think I look like her. Claire Fulani? That sounds like a name that's not real. <laughs> Claire Fulani? so let's have a look oh uh, like no <laughs> you have the same like brow shape like your brow bone is similar and your forehead is similar god i don't look anything like her but occasionally sometimes people say that to me weirdest i think she looks a bit like angelina jolie i look nothing like angelina jolie <gasps> did you read the orlando bloom thing this morning we should have done that for self-care no what is it Orlando Bloom did his A Day in the Life of interview. Would you like to hear it? I would. (laughs) This is a tangent, but it's amusing. A Life in the Day of Orlando Bloom. I wake up at around 6.30. 
I have a smart ring sleep tracker and the first thing I do is look at the app to see if I've had a good sleep and check my readiness for the day. Then I check on my daughter who's usually up and cooing in her cot. My fiance, Katy Perry, needs her sleep so I let her have a lion. Daisy's a very happy baby and I'll kiss her and we'll spend some time connecting. I'll do eye gazing with her and sing songs. Daddy loves his Daisy dove so she knows who Daddy is. My son's first word from his previous marriage was mama. But Daisy said dada. (laughs) It's amazing to be a father again. There's less anxiety this time and more presence. I'm a Capricorn, so I crave routine. (laughs) Fortunately, my partner is really into that too. I chant for 20 minutes every day, religiously. (laughs) I've had Buddhist practice since I was 16, so that's infiltrated my whole being. I'll read a bit of bosom, Buddhism, bosom, bosom, bosom. bosom. <laughs> I'll read some bosoms. I wish he had. It's better than what's oh, bosom next. reading, like palm reading, but for tits. <laughs> oh, that should be a thing. <laughs> now let me read your mam reading. <laughs> uh, when we open our apocalypse bar, we should do ma- mammogram readings. There we go. Wherever. Let it. me look into your past mammaries. <laughs> Yay! That's the one. There's the funny. Yay! <laughs> I'll read a bit of Buddhism and then I'll type it up and add it to my Instagram story. (laughs) Other than that, I won't look at my phone yet. I don't want to be sucked into the black hole of social media. I like to earn my breakfast, so I'll just have some green powders that I mix with brain octane oil, a collagen powder for my hair and nails and some protein. It's all quite LA, really. Then I'll go for a hike whilst I listen to some Nirvana or Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> By 9am it's breakfast, which it's is usually... 9am? I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> By 9am it's breakfast, which is usually porridge, a little hazelnut milk, cinnamon, vanilla paste, hazelnuts, goji berry, a vegan protein powder and a cup of PG tips. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? No, I'm ninety percent honey and porridge. That's all you do. That's all you do. You A couple of blueberries. It's always nice. I've just been told that you shouldn't eat fruit with oats. Why? Because you digest those two things at different speeds, and it can cause inflammation in your intestines. I've cut out fruit from my oats in the morning for about two weeks, and I feel so much better. So I'm like, okay. Oh, thanks for the tip. Mm. I normally put fruit in there. I'll stop doing that. Mm. I'm 90% plant-based, so I'll only eat a really good piece of red meat maybe once a month. I sometimes look at a cow and think, that's the most beautiful thing ever. Oh my god, this isn't real. Did they actually write this? Yes, it's crazy. Everyone's been sharing it on Facebook, which you're self-caring by not being on. Oh yeah, that's a huge part of self-care, get banned from Facebook. (laughs) This is actually phenomenal. This is self-care for every single listener. Continue, please, please. It's brilliant. We're about to get to the really good bit. (laughs) only at 9.45 or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, probably. At some point in time, we'll look back and not be able to believe that we used to eat meat. My son spends half of his time with me and half of my ex-wife. If he's with us, I'll get him breakfast before school. Then I'll have a shower and get dressed. I like to make an effort. <laughs> no tracksuit bottoms. I have a deal with Amazon where I work on projects exclusively for them. I, that's just such a weird segue because it's got nothing to do with what he wears. I think contractively he has to mention Amazon. Well, it is the lead into the best bit of this whole thing. 
just going to rewind just so you can get the whole joy of this next paragraph. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> it was worth noting the tracksuit bottoms to the Amazon deal. Just threw in. I have a deal with Amazon where I work on projects exclusively for them. I spend a lot of my time dreaming about roles for myself and others. For minorities and women. I'm trying to be a voice for everybody. <laughs> Like, calm the fuck down, mate. <laughs> As a woman, I feel very glad that Orlando Bloom can be a voice for me. <laughs> to be fair, my early masturbation was all about him, so I'm not too unhappy about the situation. Continue. <laughs> I had this remarkable opening chapter for my career, for which I was only semi-present. Without my Buddhist practice, I could have easily have come off the rails. I've been changing the narrative in my head and feeling that I can be the driver of my train. I can set it alight, but I can get the fire crew and put it out. What the fuck did you... What? I don't understand what just happened. <laughs> As a Brit and a parent living in America through the selection cycle, I was very challenged. The news is no longer salacious, but there's lots of work to be done. I'm super proud of my girl. Brackets, Katy Perry performed at President Biden's inauguration. Mm. I think it's really gross that that's, that's his sentence. I'm super proud of my girl. To be fair, Katy Perry's literally just had one mention so far, so hi. <laughs> well, that and the fact that she's sleeping, which is why he has to look after their daughter in the morning. Which I thought was amusingly phrased. <sighs> Uh, lunch is mostly plant-based again. We're only at lunch. Vegetables or stew. I will cook at times, but otherwise there's a team of people. <gasps> a team? Yeah. Then I'll have a Zoom and read scripts. During COVID, I started building Lego again. I build mostly cars. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Stop. We had to pause for a second. This is the best self-care I've had in ages. Do you think yeah. that he goes Lego and then points to his daughter and goes, Lass, <laughs> Lego, <laughs> Lass. I really Lego hope lass. so. Yeah. I, I really, really hope so. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I had to give you the thoughts that I had. Um, no, uh, interrupt away, Lego. I dip in and out whilst I work. I mostly build cars and find the methodical nature of creating this little thing makes me feel I've achieved something else. <laughs> then I'll do heavy weights for an hour, just to exhaust me. <laughs> we'll put the baby to bed and then it's dinner time. After that, I like to watch a movie or a documentary for work. I aim to be in bed by 11. If I get eight hours sleep, I'm happy. And so is my sleep tracker. Time is so precious. I was always giving my time to other people before. Now I have space to dream. No, you have money, mate. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is outstanding. That's quite magical, isn't it? I had no idea he was like that. No idea. I just assumed he would be like some... I don't actually know. I just He's a bit 2D in his entire life, so... I just didn't realise he was such a knob. <laughs> How can you write that, read it, and be like, yeah, no, that's... But to be fair, do you know what? One thing, Mm. one thing I'll give him, is we talk about being your authentic self. With no judgment. 
And I think he's done that. He's a wanker. His authentic self's a cock. It's a shame when you <laughs> when your authentic self turns out to be a fucking douchebag. But you know, true to themselves, we, we you, I will respect it. I will respect their honesty. Also, think they're lying. I will respect their honesty because I'm up at okay. So I get to nine o'clock and I'm like, how have I been awake for five, four hours at the moment? And do you know what I've achieved? Yeah. I've moved from my house to another location. That is all I've done. I mean, to be fair, all he's done is make some Lego, um, eat some goji berries and go for a walk. <laughs> Did he go for a walk? Yes, he went for a hike. Uh, hike? He had oh, to God, earn his breakfast whilst he listened to Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> Just uh, everyone listening, earning food is a massive diet culture thing. Please do not listen to anything like that ever, please. Oh, is that what that it's is? It's a huge diet culture thing, this idea that you have to earn oh. food or earn meals, the idea. No, 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 your your body needs food to function oh, that's God. it that's it that's it that's it there's nothing else in between just just making that very clear for everyone listening please yes because that's please. terrifying that's language toxic. oh it's awful there's so much creepy toxicness in this mm. i just love that his buddhism is reading a bit of buddhism from a book and then putting it on his instagram story <laughs> but then he's really judgy about social media hang on hang on do i follow him on instagram i want to have a quick look <laughs> So if ever you're having a really shitty day, everybody, just remember what Orlando Bloom's typical day is. <laughs> Tempers. Yes. Would you mind doing mm-hmm. us the honour of telling me what your current day is like? Can we do a day in the life of Tempest? <laughs> a life in the day of Tempest Rose. My dog will jump on my head at about 6am, regardless of whose turn it is to let her out, because my husband and I have to take turns now so one of us can get some sleep, which has backfired on me because I normally wake up first, so she jumps on my head regardless of whether it's my turn to let her out or not. Uh, So I'll either get up and let her out, or I'll slap my husband on the head and go, and he'll get up and let her out. Then I'll stare at the ceiling for about three hours whilst I mindlessly scroll on my phone, try and sleep and realise it's not possible. Or the most positive outcome to this is I put on a podcast and fall asleep to it. (laughs) Then I'll open my eyes at 11.37, groggy because I'm overly tired because I slept too long and my ears hurt because the earbuds have been pressing into my head because I've slept with them in and fucked off because I've missed half the day and I thought that I could maybe bounce out of bed at like 9.30 because it wasn't my turn to let the dog out and get stuff done. Um, in which case I'll claw myself out of bed. I won't shower or brush my teeth because that's dog park doesn't deserve that. And I'll put on the clothing that's on my floor. <laughs> Tie my hair up. And I'll walk to the park after stopping to scoop up some dog shit on the way because <laughs> I'm a mother now. <laughs> then I'll throw the ball for the dog and feed her in the park, um, either on my own or with Luke. And I'll look around and judge all the parents who aren't social distancing and who are literally letting their kids lick each other. And then me and the park keeper will look at each other and we'll give a nod that's like, yeah, we see you. <laughs> then uh, some dogs will come over and try and play with Naya and she'll stare at them like she doesn't really understand what they want. And they'll go away. <laughs> Then we go and get coffee from the overpriced coffee place. 
go home. And I'll drink my coffee and I'll make myself some breakfast and then I'll stare at my laptop telling myself that I won't have another day where I just look at my emails. Um, but I do until about, <laughs> until about maybe 3 30 4 o'clock where I realized that I probably should shower um brushing your teeth once a day isn't a great idea and I was supposed to do some exercise so I'll do some exercise then I'll go and have a shower and brush my teeth and then I'll have something to eat and then it will literally be like dinner time <laughs> so I'll eat again um drink a bottle of wine roll into bed at about 1am and stare at the ceiling till about three that's my day that, that's way better Orlando Bloom can fuck off what's your day like Lolo <laughs> at the moment I'll do my current day shall I yeah it will change tomorrow so my alarm goes off at three notches louder than I swear any noise on this fucking planet <laughs> at five o'clock in the morning <laughs> The world is dark and there is a bird outside my window that's nested and it makes a noise like I, the only way I can describe it, I have to do it is <laughs> <laughs> it's just like right so at that point my cat then wakes up as well and is like no back to bed and crawls onto my chest so I have to fight the fluffy demon that is on my stomach and I have to like throw him off so he's pissed off and then I have to literally turn on the light as soon as physically possible because if I don't, then I'll just sleep. I turn on the kettle. I'm going to do it step by step. I turn on the kettle so that I can get dressed while the kettle is gone. I've, I've showered the night before because I do not have time in the morning. And then I have the same breakfast every day of oats, walnuts and almond flakes with a bit of honey served in almond unsweetened milk. Which is great. It's done wonders for my digestive system. I poo so regularly now. I'm so impressed. And it's just, ever since I took fruit out of it, I literally have like no bloating at the moment. It's so weird. Like I'm, I started my period today and I've like haven't really had any bloating. Like my intestines have been fine. Nice. So yeah. And then I will drag my ass to work. <laughs> I'm going to call that fake work because it's not your real work. It's not my real work, but it is, it's, it's what's paying the bills more than my real work ever has which is so frustrating but here we are we'll take the government's <laughs> money and i'll run we'll all take the government's money we'll take the government's money and i'll get to work at 5 55 mm. um so that i can help open up and then i will have a test i will have a swab thrust to the back of my throat you get tested every day i get tested every day wow and then i will sit on my computer whilst I listen to the ticking of my timer on my test to find out whether or not I am negative or positive even though it would be physically impossible for me to be positive because I do nothing apart from get up for work at 5am and then come back and then my days spent looking at my screen not doing anything just staring at it hoping something will happen sometimes I watch Netflix sometimes I listen to my podcast people come in they get tested around about 8 30 9 o'clock there'll be my first person who will start to kick off and that's when I'm like oh it's time to stretch my legs wander over get shouted out for five minutes and then they'll go away <laughs> and I do that on repeat for the whole day I uh, have a lunch <laughs> I make jokes with my other manager my staff talk about modern references I don't understand they have so much hope for the world it's it's painful yeah, and then I, I some days I finish at eight PM, um, so I'll drag my ass home uh, in order to get in bed for nine PM to wake up at five AM. 
Uh, but tomorrow, oh, I wake up at 3.30. Can you go to sleep at 9pm or are you just staring at the ceiling going, I really need to fall asleep because I have to get up in about two hours? I can. The first day back on work after the weekend, I can't because my body clock's slightly adjusted, but it takes me one day and then I, I get, to, I probably get to sleep about 9.30. Oh. Um, I don't think I'll be able to do 8.30. I don't think I'll be able to sleep that early. I think it's going to be a bit rough and ready. But yeah, so in between like getting home and going to bed, I'll reset my breakfast and pack my lunch for the next day and then I'll go to bed. Yeah. But that trip to the Maldives looking far away. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) As soon as the word Maldives started popping out your mouth, I was like, I know you don't mean Maldives. I know you mean Seychelles. But like, oh, is this uh, sorry? You knew what I meant. (laughs) I knew what you meant. I was like, Oh god, that was so far away. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, when I arrived to a five star resort and they picked out a hotel room, in fact, they picked out green candies because they knew that I wanted green things. I'm like, why? And they ate fresh tuna on the beach as I stayed an extra night and got a massage paid by the client. <laughs> now I just get shouted at people with potentially have got COVID. It's great. Maybe this is like the universe's yin and yang. You know. We've had such highs that we now have to have this really dull period so we can go back to having big highs and amazing experiences. Um, that's what I'm hoping anyway. Or maybe the experiences will be mundane, but they will just feel really great. You know, like when you eat when you're hungry, it's going to be like that. <laughs> I was on my run today and I was like, I'm never going to say that there's nothing to do ever again. That's obviously going to last 10 seconds, but like I just go to the pub and just sit in the pub on my own and just just listen to people talk around me it's gonna be amazing honestly when mm. we're uh dear listeners um we had a photo shoot the other day and uh, halfway through i put my mask on and trotted out to get a uh, coffee and just being in the coffee shop with the servers chatting to me in like a slightly flirty way and there being other people there and i was just like <laughs> like so happy i was just like oh my god this is amazing <gasps> no there's strangers and we're interacting and it's fun (laughs) this is nice this is what life was like all the time and i just didn't realize every time someone comes in to get tested i full-on light up (laughs) it's fucking nuts it's going to be the best week when everything gets back to normal before we become complacent and um (laughs) ungrateful hating our jobs again yeah (laughs) before we start whining like i'm like 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 clarity of like i love my job it's so important and i'm like a weekend like there's fuckers everywhere i can't bear it My cat is wandering around with just a bag on his head. Oh, is that okay? It's fine. <laughs> Does your cat wander around with your pants on his head? That's what my cat used to do. No, he stays away from my pants now. He used to steal them out of the laundry basket. Now he doesn't. <laughs> We're not special anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not special. The honeymoon period. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you saying, Rich? We've we've talked for long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we be released? I like that we ended on warm-up chat. <laughs> I should have just read that Orlando Bloom article to begin with. Uh, to be fair, the Orlando Bloom to the end could have been the entire thing. Someone <laughs> asked me recently about advice about starting podcasts and my advice was keep the subject matter small. <laughs> <laughs> so many people starting podcasts. It's a bit late, guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's been a gone. So many celebrities, like random celebrities, Mini Driver. It's like a normal thing to be expected now. It's like a social media account. Like having a podcast is like a thing you have now. 
Yeah, I was like, is this the new version of being a blogger? Mm-hmm. And then a vlogger. Uh, Riddick. Do you want to wrap up? Yeah, let's do it. This has been my self-care this week. Thanks. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do zombie apocalypse. We'll save that for another week when we have nothing to say. Yes. We'll do, we'll, yeah. That'll be a whole random thing. I think we should get drunk. Can we get drunk one time and do zombie apocalypse? Yeah, sure. Sounds great. Marvellous. Let's argue halfway through. Yay! That will happen if we drink anyway. <laughs> you don't do the movies. We can call it the one where we think we're friends. <laughs> Every six months, we have to have a reminder that sometimes it's possible that we're not. Then we're fine. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Um, this has been an episode. Well done, me. This happened. And a huge thank you to our incredible producer and patient editor, uh, Richie Ruruz, <laughs> who has their own podcast called I Might Be Wrong UK. It's all about music. Do check it out. Absolutely phenomenal work. We love them. Also, please do check out our jingle at the end of this episode, uh, written and produced by Rosie Verbose. Go look at them on Instagram. They have a network slash show cabaret called Invisible Cabaret. It's all about mental health awareness, and that is very, very important, especially in our current times. Yes, um, we'd like to plug our show. After the riveting success of our Valentine's show, Hotel Lemoore, an immersive online burlesque experience, we are going to be doing a Good Friday online show on the 2nd of April, for those of you who weren't raised in the One Tree Church. (laughs) (laughs) This Good Friday, we have... An online show uh, called House of Burlesque Divine, where we are going to be exploring the aspects of the feminine divine through the medium of burlesque. Uh, it was filmed, uh, COVID friendly, at the amazing Fitzrovia Chapel. Um, so do buy a ticket from the website houseofburlesque.co.uk to join us. There's also a watch later option where um, you can watch on demand anytime for the following week if you buy that particular ticket. Uh, please don't buy a watch later ticket and then message me an angry email after the show has started screaming at me because you didn't get your login details uh, so the moral of that story is read carefully the details of the type of ticket which you are buying please but join us it'll be lols i could tell you that the church was absolutely stunning it's incredible and the acts performed oh my god it's gonna be so amazing and you get to see my most expensive costume so please do definitely be there it's absolutely glorious also, I'm saying that alongside that, I'm sure there's some backstage and secret footage on uh, the House of Burlesque Patreon there is that you can Bell. check out. So make sure you do go check out. I do know that they also have some amazing, incredible new content coming their way on their wonderful Patreon. I'm so glad you asked, Lolo Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Since you bring it up, I would like to tell our wonderful listeners about the new dance classes that we're doing on Mondays. Should we rephrase that so it's a bit smoother? <laughs> no, I tried it as it was. <laughs> Okay, thanks and continue. There we go. Thank you. We've changed our Monday dance class format. So this time you can sign up for the whole month. There's no minimum sign up fee on Patreon. So you can join us for a little or a long time. Obviously, we prefer a long time, but you are not tied into a contract. And every single month, if you get our Monday dance classes, we're going to be learning a routine all together across three recorded sessions dropping every Monday. And then in the fourth week, there is a live online class where either myself or Betsy will recap all of the choreography. You can ask us any questions. We can help you with any technique 
technique. You can chat with other people on the Patreon. We're going to run the routine, feel amazing, get dressed up, hang out together. And then the recording of that class will also be dropped onto the Patreon. So if you can't make it, you can still join in and you can always comment and ask us any questions. So if you'd like to do basically a little, little mini um, mini course and a style of burlesque, showgirl, pin-up, uh, musical theatre, um, that is one of the options now available on our everyday diva tier and also our burlesque queen pro Ooh, that does sound very very good I'm very very excited now lolo bro i know that you've recently shot some new content for your site uh, at fontaines <laughs> i i did um i did yeah, I, tell I, us about that. I i've shot some really incredible hilarious photo shoots whilst the house of bless were recording their patreon so what you need to do is sign on to both my only fans and House of Burlesque Patreon, and maybe you can see glimpses of each other's filming in the corners of each other. <laughs> so yeah, I just did a bunch of incredible photo shoots. I've got so much lingerie photo shoots coming up onto my lonely hams. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. It's going to be all kinds of ridiculous there over the next coming months. Every Monday is Messy Monday, um, where I cover myself in all kinds of crap. Not actual crap, because that's technically not allowed on the site. So yeah, there's plenty of stuff on there. I don't know. Yeah, it's stuff and shit. I don't really plug that thing on here. It's fine. But also, um, while we're talking about plugging McPluggersons, into the plug we go, you have to also make sure you check out our Ginsalt Patreon. There is some backstage, it's not backstage, it's back living room tidbits and little snicky snacks of all kinds. There's lots of recording. I think there's even a secret show on there. But you should definitely, definitely check it out. Our Ginsalt podcast, absolutely delightful. Go check us out from behind the scenes. Anything else we need to plug? No, but I forgot to tell you. Every talking about self-care, I was like, I love having candles. I never really like candles anymore. But the shop that I want to normally buy a load of my candles on is shut. And so I found a wholesale site and this morning I got a bit carried away. 375 candles arrived. What? What? Because <laughs> you ordered them in batches of 50 for like... £10. And they had all these pretty colours. So I was like, oh, there's a blue, all of yellow, all of burgundy, all of blue, green for prosperity. Oh, it's, oh yeah, I'll have them all. What 25 kind of floating candles. Just like long, different coloured dinner candles. <laughs> so now 375 candles. That's my dedicated self-care batch buying. <laughs> candles! Candles! <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for you. I think. I'm happy for me too. Also, you have Christmas gifts for people now for like ever. Oh, they're not that exciting. I could give them to people I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to get a green candle. Yeah, you're going to get be wrapped in a ribbon with like a bay leaf or something <laughs> for your car. <laughs> Dry <laughs> like leaf. <this>. Yeah. <laughs> Dry a bit of lavender. Yeah. We do also have some top tier Patreon followers that you've written a a melody for you sent it to me it took me four times to realize the tune that you were trying to sing <laughs> did it yeah i'm very unstimulated at the moment so i'm running on empty would you like to sing it with me i'm gonna try because we're still stuck in hey 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 when will fun begin yay same old shit today Hey, 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 we'll part, we'll part with a helping hand from Kate and Jay. Say you won't, we're still stuck at home. One year on, are you kidding me? <laughs> Say <C'est> la vie! <laughs> I hope Rich is enjoying this. Uh, do you know what? Every time I just imagine like Rich trying to get on with other work and just being like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I think that's got it. Is that it's in the bag? <laughs> I think that's got it. I don't want any editing to that. I want no, it straight no, through. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's it. <laughs> So on that note, everyone, um, take care of yourselves. Um, look after yourself. It, we're still not out of things yet, so looking after yourself is still important. And remember that humans weren't designed to do anything other than exist. So everything else is just a plus. Have a lovely, lovely day. And uh, see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. So you want to be a showgirl, a star of cabaret. But the closure of the theatres leaves a hole in your heart and in your day. Well, here's two artists who miss burlesque gigs, performing and acting moronic. People who, when life gives them lemons, just slice them up for a gin and tonic. They put the mock in mocktail, the cock in cocktail. Let them show you how. It's gin salt with Tempest Rose and love. Give us your attention. You can't leave. No, no, no. You can't leave one P. You could leave like ten. That's fine because then that's just like they're a gang, a mass grave. But um, (laughs) (laughs) please cut that. Don't, don't. (laughs) We can leave in mass grave. (laughs) We can leave in mass grave. Let's not go that step further. (laughs)